Welcome to Cover to Cover, a podcast featuring musical conversations about an album or song which has changed and enhanced someone's life. I am your host, songwriter Matt Tarka. Thanks for joining us today. We humans connect with the presence of music in our own unique way. As an artist, a concert goer, through our headphones, or as something that simply lives in our everyday background. Our guest today is one Sarah Harrelson from Nashville by way of Knoxville, Tennessee. Sarah began writing songs when she was 10 years old, her bluegrass musician grandfather being her biggest musical influence. After her grandfather passed away in 2011, Sarah decided she would move to Nashville in 2013 to pursue music at Belmont University. Upon the release of hearing her debut EP Finally Found in 2014, Music Connection Magazine wrote, quote, Sarah Harrelson presents honest, bare-boned recordings that are authentic. A year later, after releasing Finally Found, she was discovered by Scotty Schultz, drummer of Shooter Jennings, Waylon Jennings' son. Scotty opened up his publishing company, Raindrop Music, in 2015, and after hearing Sarah's original song, Watered Down Whiskey, he knew he wanted to sign her right away. Scotty decided he would produce her first country EP, also titled Watered Down Whiskey, of all original songs that Sarah has either written or co-written. One of the tracks on that EP includes the song Radio Static that was co-written with Johnny Garcia, lead guitarist for Garth Brooks. Over time, Sarah began writing and working with Johnny, which evolved to the point where Sarah would sign her next publishing deal with Busy at Play Publishing in February of 2020. During that year of 2020, she's released singles, Put a Rock in This Rolling Stone, love that song, Get Lost in Some Rock and Roll, and holiday single Frosty since signing with Busy at Play Publishing. Her 2021 singles include The Chance, The America I Knew, Love on Lease, Reimagined, Bottom of the Glass, and a jazz version of Silent Night. Her new single, Whiskey History, was released on January 14th of 2022. You can find Sarah playing local shows in Nashville when she is not out of town. Her stage credibility includes opening for the likes of Aaron Tippin, Bucking Covington, and also included on festival rosters with Jason Aldean and Old Dominion as headliners. Besides performing, Sarah also produces music herself and decided to release a collaborative album, West of Me, with co-writer Christine Bauer in early 2019 that she self-produced. You can also hire her to write and record a song for you or your loved ones through websites Songfinch, Soundbetter, and Fiverr. In June of 2021, she was invited to be a voting member of the Recording Academy as a vocalist and songwriter. She also plays at hospitals as a volunteer musician once a month for musicians on call. Sarah hopes that her music will help people in some way across the world. She's a big believer that music heals and aims to present her music in a way that is relatable for others and can heal any open wounds. For our conversation today, we're going to be discussing country artist Brandi Clark and her debut record, 12 Stories, which was recorded and produced with Dave Brainerd and released on October 22nd of 2013 through Slate Creek Records, which is an independent label based in Frisco, Texas. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest to the program, Sarah Harrelson. Thank you for making time for uh, uh, this program today, Cover to Cover. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. So what inspired you? Where did this all begin for you? Uh, Why did you choose this particular record from Brandi Clark? 
Yeah, so that's always been one of my uh, favorite albums since it has come out. And there, there's so many albums I grew up on that I love. But for me, this is an album that has inspired me as a songwriter and an artist. And uh, Brandy really has, you know, that country folk sound, which is something that, you know, I kind of do in my artistry and my songwriting as well. And when I heard all the songs on this album, um, you know, sometimes you hear an album and there might be a few songs that stand out, but every single song had a connection with me on this album and each painted a vivid story. And uh, the way she did, uh, the way she wrote details in her lyrics, the imagery, the melodies, uh, pretty much everything I wanted to encompass in my own songwriting and when I heard it for the first time, I think I was like a freshman or sophomore at Belmont. So um, I was still learning about the music business at the time. I was still in my songwriting journey and uh, just definitely listening to the album inspired me to uh, tone in on my craft and uh, write with more imagery and details. You mentioned that you discovered this particular record from Brandy when you were a freshman or a sophomore in college at Belmont. Um, can you give our listeners here maybe just a little anecdote about how that came about? Was it, um, you know, did somebody just kind of, you know, present, you know, a, a CD or something like that in a dorm room, or was this something that, you know, might've been on an iPod or something? How did that, how did that discovery happen? Yeah. So, uh, obviously, this was her first debut album as an artist, but uh, what I didn't know was she was already writing hits for other people in the country music industry world. Um, it, this was her first time releasing something as an artist, though, and uh, at Belmont, the, a lot of times they would bring in songwriters, artists to speak and play their songs, and uh, I think one week... Uh, we listened to Shane McAnally. He came in and played some of his songs. And uh, one of the songs he played was Stripes that he wrote with Brandy Clark, which was on this record. And he told everyone, you have to go check this out. Her new album's coming out. So I listened to Stripes, which was uh, the first single and kind of hit off of the album. I loved it. So I listened to the rest of the album. I think that's when streaming was coming out. So I think I streamed it and uh, I just fell in love with the whole album. And I was like, I got to like check out all of her music. I got to like keep up with this person because um, I'm really glad I found out who this person is. That's really cool. So was this sort of like a kind of like a informal lecture in some regards where, where an artist would, you know, kind of present this music? Um, or was it kind of more of a collaborative type of thing where, you know, you're, you're a musician, you're an artist, you want to share your own experiences, how you connect to certain music. I'm just curious of what that dynamic, you know, was like in particular uh, w with, yeah, with him. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely more of an informal lecture. And we had a lot of those where songwriters come would come in, they would talk about, you know, like, what it's like being a professional songwriter in the industry. And uh, they would talk about stories behind some of their hits and talk about their stories. And it was very, you know, inspiring to 
us as students who were pursuing to be songwriters and musicians. Uh, so it was definitely more of a lecture where we would learn a lot about them. We would learn about the songwriting side, um, learn about different writers in the industry. We would hear some of the songs they have written. And uh, then when we would sometimes get to ask them questions too. Yeah. I was going to ask if you, you know, just sort of like dialed in even more about the song craft, maybe why they chose certain, you know, lyrical phrases or turns of phrases in some respects. That's, that's really, that's really cool. Really unique. Yeah. Yeah. And I love uh, the story that Shane told about Stripes on the uh, a Brandy Clark album. And it's cool when you get to hear the kind of their songwriting process and how they came about certain lines on the songs. And uh, I think the line in Stripes is, you know, I, I don't look good in orange and I hate stripes. And um, he said they were trying so long to write the tag to where they could rhyme orange. And then of course, you know, you can't do that. So that's why they wrote it how they did. Cause they were like, well, we want to use orange, but we can't rhyme it. So how are we going to write this in the chorus? It's, that's brilliant. Uh, friends, we're talking with Sarah Harrelson here on cover to cover with Matt Tark, all things, Brandy Clark, all things, 12 stories, her debut record. Um, let's see. Can you tell our listeners who some of the players are that are accompanying Brandy on this particular album. Yeah, I know there's a lot of Nashville cats that played on this album. Um, uh, I know Dave Brainerd produced it and he played a lot on the album. And uh, usually if you're a new artist in Nashville, your producer is going to play a lot of the tracks on your albums if they are a musician too. Uh I know Vince Gill and Casey Musgraves did some background vocals on this album. Um, yeah, and there's just a lot of other names that you'll see on the credits that um, usually p- do a lot of session work in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a really cool cast of characters. For anybody who's unfamiliar with Vince Gill, uh, he goes back to the days of Pure Prairie League and has had an incredibly successful uh, solo career. And of course, Casey Musgraves is uh, here, there, and everywhere right now. You've, you may have uh, listened to her on Saturday Night Live, you know, over the past year. She's uh, she's a great, great artist, great vocalist. I feel like this is probably, you know more than an appropriate time to talk about some of your favorite tracks on the album. You, uh, you just started to allude to one, uh, and that would be stripes. How would you like to tackle 12 stories? Would you like to go track by track or would you like to pick some of your absolute favorites and just, you know, extrapolate on, you know, melodies and lyrics and just like kind of the overall vibe of, uh, of those songs. I'll be guided by you here, Sarah. Yeah, I can definitely pick a few of my favorites from the album. Um, uh, Yeah, I mentioned Stripes earlier. That's not one of my top favorites. It's one of, you know, my handful of favorites, but definitely not my top because there's a couple others on there that um, they weren't singles, but I just was so drawn to them by the content of the songs. Um, My favorite song on there is actually What'll Keep Me Out of Heaven, And just the title alone, um, especially even in 2013, that's not really a title you would see from a female country artist, especially in country when, you know, where a lot of the lyrics are about, 
eventually going to heaven or what will get me into heaven. So seeing the title that says what'll keep me out of heaven was so intriguing to me when I saw that. And um, I just love how authentic and real the lyrics are in it because it's just, it shows that this is a woman who is, who is pushing boundaries um, just being honest, like, you know, I'm not perfect. I've done a lot of things and, you know, tonight I'm, I'm feeling like doing things that'll keep me out of heaven. And I loved the, um, emotion in it because a lot of us have been there where we're just feeling like, you know, we kind of want a night where we mess up and we aren't perfect. Um, so that's, that's definitely my favorite one on the record. There's a lyric, uh, that I personally like 10 floors up. He's waiting with champagne and candlelight. What'll keep me out of heaven will take me there tonight. I like that juxtaposition personally. Yes. I love that line and just the imagery of uh, you feel like you're going up the elevator with her. Absolutely. Are, are there any other lyrics that kind of stand out for you on this song or just any, you know, anything melodically? There's some really gorgeous piano uh, on this track from what I uh, recall listening to. Yes, the instrumentation is beautiful, especially the piano. Um, I just love how it reads like a diary, too. It's like, I know I shouldn't be here tonight. Um, it, it's just a lot of these lyrics on this album reads like a diary, which I love. And there's so much imagery. And, you know, there's so, there's so many shades of gray, but this is black and white. Like, this is this is wrong versus right, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love that line because it's like, I know I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> I, you know, I, I can't remember exactly when uh, the book series 50 Shades of Grey came out, but I wonder if this inspired the artist, you know, peripherally in some way. I feel like it might have because I feel like it might have been around that time. Yeah, this was 2013, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it could have. Yeah. Yeah. Where do we go after uh, What'll Keep Me Out of Heaven, Sarah? All right. So my next favorite song on this album is Hungover. And again, I love all the vivid images in this song. Uh, She's like, I did this. I did that. But it's just different descriptors of things she did. And it takes you there. It takes you to the story with her again. And I love how she takes you there with her. But it... Definitely showcases uh, this strong woman, you know, who's just trying to get through this relationship and she keeps doing these things for him. And she's basically looking back at it. And I think just what I love about her writing in general and who she is as a person, it's every song evokes that she's this strong, authentic woman who doesn't really care what anyone else thinks. And then she just wants to tell her own story. And it's very relatable emotions for a lot of women too. Um, So I love the melody um, in this song because you can kind of feel the emotion in the melody. Um, And I just love how she said, I did all of this while you were hungover. And uh, I love the line Baby, your head ain't the only thing hurting, you know. Hmm. Yeah. The sun keeps coming in, even if the curtains are closed. I mean, we've all had terrible nights, rough nights. 
<laughs> the worst thing in the world is when the sunlight's pouring through and, you know, it's just giving you that throbbing headache. Maybe it's from drinking, maybe it's from, you know, a sound hangover. But this is this is a much more serious situation, like you said. She's yeah. strong. She's trying to get herself, you know, just out of a place where she's accommodating somebody that may not be respecting her the way that, you know, she feels like she deserves. Right. And I love how it kind of hints at the analogy that um, she feels his hung, his hangover, even though she's not hungover, she, she feels it. Friends, we're talking with Sarah Harrelson, country recording artist, Sarah Harrelson from Nashville, Tennessee, on cover to cover with Matt Tarka, all things Brandy Clark, all things related to her debut record, 12 Stories, which is brilliant. I highly recommend you check it out. Where do we go from here after hungover? All right. So we definitely got to talk about Stripes because we were talking about that earlier. And um, this song just makes me laugh, the whole concept of it. Like the only thing that is going to keep her from uh, staying out of jail, from doing something to this guy that broke her heart or, or whatever is the fact that she would have to wear orange or stripes if she goes to prison and i just think that's so funny because you don't really think of that like uh i would have to wear orange or stripes so i i'm gonna i'm not gonna do anything bad and i almost wonder if she was kind of inspired by that scene in legally blonde where you know she's like orange is not the new pink or you know like they're they're really like hating on orange and legally blonde. So I wonder if they got inspiration from that, but um, I definitely love, Oh, the, the line in the chorus, this one is my favorite. There's no crime of passion worth a crime of fashion. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, that's a brilliant line. (laughs) Yeah, the only thing saving your life and then continues on about orange and hating stripes. That's that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if this song has saved a lot of women from going too far. <laughs> There's a real theatrical like quality to the music here. Um yeah, it's just it's real up tempo, really peppy. First thing that came to mind was a, a song from the oh, I think late fifties, early sixties. You ever hear Frankie Lane's Rawhide? I don't think so, but I'll have to check it out now. Yeah, I don't know why the melody reminded me of that. Uh, something I personally enjoy. Just you know. Yeah, nice. What do we have after Stripes? Let's see. Um, it's so hard to pick, but I like In Some Corner, and I have to pull up the lyrics yeah. to kind this of remind be- myself on this one. I feel uh, like this should be a standard. In Some Corner? Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, obviously, like, we hear this kind of portrait a lot of someone in a corner in a bar with the neon lights. And, uh, but again, I love the imagery in this. Um, it takes you there with her. Um, it, it takes you to that person's story of where they are in the bar. And I love the line, I'd love to say I'm strong enough. We'd all like to say we're strong enough, you know, to go and do what our heart wants. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of a reverse, you know, idea about drunk dialing somebody. 
You know, it is. Yeah, you 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 regret it. Um, but in this situation, it seems like the the protagonist here wants that. You know, wants that phone call. Right. Yeah, it definitely. A lot of these songs on this album, at least most of them, kind of. It feels like they're taking you to the past, which I love. There's a subtle mention here of uh, a jukebox playing Jones. It's got to be George Jones, right? Oh, it has to be. Yeah. 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 This is a great song. Beautiful pedal steel from what I recall on this track. Yes. What do we have after in some corner? So I really like uh, take a little pill. And for some reason, this reminds me. Like, I feel like it could be a Casey Musgrave song. And I think around this time when Casey was maybe doing like uh, her first or second debut album, Brandy and Shane uh, McAnally were actually writing a lot of the songs on her first couple albums. So I think that's why it sounds like it could be on a Casey album because they were writing a lot of her songs already. Um, and it kind of reminds me of merry-go-rounds, but, uh, yeah, it just, it showcases like all these little different stories of, well, this person is depressed or this person has this going on. So they're just gonna take a little pill to get through it. And, uh, again, I just love the honesty of it. Like some people are just doing what they have to, to get by. Yeah, there's a real economy of words with this one where she starts uh, uh, talking about this fella down the road walking with a limp, a decorated soldier and a pain pill pimp, mm-hmm. you know, and and really digging into, you know, his persona, loaded gun, an old pit bull, a black Cadillac with a whole trunk full. I mean, that really gives you a clear idea of what's going to go down, you know, over the next, she, she sets the table really well here. Yeah, and I love the line, uh, you don't need a needle, you don't need a vein, no burn like whiskey, no cross like cocaine. So you don't need other options. You're fine with the pill, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Goes down easier. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I just also like how it's a good, maybe something you don't usually hear in country too. So just love the honesty. Yeah, the one word I've seen, you know, described as you know, of her songs is provocative. Like, yeah. I mean, is it true that there are a couple of, you know, I I hesitate to use the word mainstream, but more, more of a household name, like was it Reba McIntyre or Leanne Rimes have, have uh, tracked or, or cut some of her songs in the past? Yeah. So I think she has one song on here called the day she got divorced And I didn't know until a little after I heard this album that Reba had actually uh, cut the song at an earlier time. So um, I guess she, did she write it? Yeah, she wrote it uh, with Shane McAnally for Reba. So Reba cut it and then she recut it on this album. Um, But I I still haven't heard Reba's version. I'll have to listen to it. Um, But yeah, even this song has you know, provocative moments. Like this is what I did the day I got divorced, the day she got divorced, you know, like, and you know, it's real stuff, real stuff that people probably go through the day they get divorced. And, uh, I love with this song, the line, 
didn't feel any different than it ever had. So like the day she got divorced, just like every other day. Yeah, it's Tuesday, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I think it's cool that, you know, she's uh, recutting songs that were cut by other artists in the past that she wrote. Friends, we're talking with Sarah Harrelson here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka, all things Brandy Clark and her debut record, 12 Stories. Sarah, are there any additional tracks that you would like to discuss in some greater detail? Yeah, I'll uh, go ahead and discuss Pray to Jesus, too. I think that's the first track on the album. Um, And when I listened to the album for the first time, this is the song I started with. Uh, and just went down the list. So it was a great introduction to what I was about to listen to. Um, But yeah, it's like, we're all in, you know, we might be in all in different classes or, you know, we might be in trailers or apartments or live here or there, but, you know, we all pray to Jesus. We all play the lottery. You know, we're kind of all in the same boat in the end. so I, I just I liked how she puts pray to Jesus and play the lotto in the same sentence. Have you seen the music video for this track by chance? I haven't. Oh. Highly recommend checking that one out. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a really cool um narrative style video. Okay. I love narrative videos, so I'll definitely have to check it out. There's some cool imagery too here, you know, behind the counter up there on the wall, it reads 200 million on the Powerball, mm-hmm. six little numbers that could change it all. And, you know, kind of, you know, revolves back towards the chorus. It's a, this is a really cool opening track for sure. Yeah. And I like when uh, she puts, we load our kids up in our new used car and I like how she put new used together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Certified pre-owned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What is uh? What do we have after "Pray to Jesus"? Let's see. Uh, I don't think we've done. We haven't done "Crazy Women" yet. And that's a good track too. That was recorded by Leanne Rhymes. That was a track I was thinking of. That's right. Yes, it was. I I don't think I knew that until like after I listened to the album too, and then I went and listened to Leanne Rhymes' version of it. Um, I can't remember when Leanne released it. But, um, yeah, this was an, it was kind of like stripes where it's just kind of, you know, funny too. Um, yeah, maybe they were sort of companions, you know, or recorded or kind of written sort of around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy women, they keep their crazy hidden until they're pushed off the deep end, which is true. And then I, I just love the tagline. Crazy women are made by crazy men. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, men are just as accountable, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like the, it's definitely like the sister song to Stripes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we haven't talked about Hold My Hand. I forgot about that one. Um, I saw her play this live once and it was just definitely a tearjerker because it's such a beautiful song. Um, so the times I have seen Brandy live, even though I have some other favorites off this album, I love to see this one live because it, it just stirs up all the emotions in you. Um, 
she says this would be a real good time to hold my hand and I guess her uh her boyfriend's ex is coming up and she's getting nervous and I just also love how it's you know she doesn't she doesn't want to kiss or anything she just wants uh this person to hold her hand right now so I think it's just a very very sweet song yeah I'm just kind of looking through some I'm just looking through some lyrics right now. Daps, just, it is so sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how it kind of contrasts the other songs on the album because, you know, a lot are about um, maybe more provocative things or honest things and this kind of uh, contrasts that with its sweetness. There's a line in the chorus here, uh, a, just a part of it, you know, and I'm pretty sure it's Vince Gill singing backing vocals uh, yes. alongside her. Um, the idea of having your fingers just tangled up with mine, that's just such a, that's such an illuminating image. You know? Yeah. It's because it's, it could potentially be a, you know, crazy or messy situation. And, you know, just having that, that sense of the, you know, somebody being close to you that you care deeply about and just, you know, whatever, you know, whatever's about to, to unfold here, like this, you know, we're in this together. Yeah. It's a beautiful descriptive way to show, uh, to, or to say how much a touch actually means. Friends, we're talking with Sarah Harrelson here on cover to cover with Matt Tarka, all things Brandy Clark and her debut offering 12 stories. Um, Sarah, I think I'd like to uh, close our conversation with a discussion about cover art. So um, we live in the 21st century. Everything's still going at such a rapid clip. Um, but the one thing when it comes to releasing music that's you know always been there is some form of cover art, whether it's digital, um, whether it's you know some sort of physical release. Um, it's always you know it's always there to kind of help like support you know a story behind the music, I guess you could say when you look at this cover for 12 stories, do you feel like that's a, an accurate representation of what you're about to experience on this album? Uh, do you think maybe it's a misdirection? Um, what kinds of images are conjured up in your mind when you look at this? Yeah, I think it's pretty accurate. It is intriguing, uh, at first when you first see it, because the cover is, two typewriter buttons, but they're blown up. So it kind of takes you a second to realize that they're typewriter buttons. Uh, and then the the one and the two for 12 are on those buttons. Um, but I like it because it kind of has a vintage aspect to it. And it makes me feel like, you know, I'm about to hear some stories of the past since there's typewriter buttons on the cover and I think this is definitely one of those album covers that doesn't need the artist uh, face on it because, you know, if, if you're about to hear about raw stories and I think this, the simplicity of this is all you need. It's one of those that doesn't need the artist and this whole shebang on it, you know. Yeah, it's so interesting that you know that you observe that there are typewriter buttons. My immediate thought went to buttons uh, in an elevator shaft. Okay, 
And gonna, let me look at it again. Well, I mean, the only reason why I say this, and I'm referencing the third track, uh, what'll keep me out of heaven. Um, the idea of her traveling, you know, 10 floors up, I'm thinking, well, maybe this is just kind of a subtle reference point to one of the tracks. But I think, I think what you said is, you know, it, it's probably more accurate than my, uh, <laughs> you know, the, what I observed, because I look at the number two, and there's mm-hmm. a quotation on top of the number two. I wonder if on some uh, some older typewriters, you would have to hit that shift key in order to access that quotation as you were typing something. That's yeah. That's really cool. I think I think it's got it. Definitely is a typewriter now. It's interesting that you said elevator buttons because it definitely looks uh, like it could be elevator buttons too. But. Um, yeah, I've never seen the quotation mark above the two. I'm not sure if that's something that's typical on a typewriter, um, but I'll have to look into that to see. Yeah, and the one and the two, of course, you know, appear because one's slightly above the other. But in this case, the two is above the or two below the one. You uh, know, excuse me, yeah. which is kind of strange, but. Yeah. I actually, um, I just pulled up a picture of an old typewriter and there is a quotation mark above the two on an old uh, typewriter, uh, just like there's, you know, symbols above the numbers on our keyboard. Um, so I guess, I guess it is a typewriter, which is, um, which is interesting because it, it could also look like elevator buttons, which is kind of cool for that song too. I, you know, once upon a time, I, I lived in this old apartment building from the early part of the 1930s. And that's exactly what the elevator buttons, you know, looked like they were round and they would just yeah. kind of light up with this really dim bulb. In any case, that's a, that's a, that's a really cool observation. I, I would have never thought about that. Yeah. I like how she kept yeah. uh, the quotation mark above it. It's very cool. Sarah Harrelson. Thank you so much for being here on cover to cover today's really great having you great to learn more about brandy clark and her debut record 12 stories thank you very much yeah it was a lot of fun doing a deep dive and analyzing some music all right thanks so much to all of you for taking some time to stop by the program today for all of you listeners out there thank you very much and please remember to hit that subscribe button on that device in which you listen to your favorite podcast whether that's on apple google play stitcher or maybe even amazon Take a moment to tell a friend or tell some of your family members about our show. Let us know how much you like the show by giving us a good rating. That will certainly help us appear higher in search results. And feel free to drop us a line at hello at covertocoverconversations.com. Intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Jarrett Nicolay at Mixtape Studios in Northern Virginia. We hope you discovered some new music, perhaps rekindled your love for an old forgotten song, and shared a good moment with us as we continue to sonically explore a world from cover to cover. <laughs>